right, let's turn to this week's Trash Talk with the one and the only Marcy Trent Long. And this week on Trash Talk, Brea founders Anushka Porohit and Naman Takrawal speaks with Marcy Trent Long about how they use leftover bread to create craft beer. Good morning, Noreen and all Trash Talk listeners. I know it's a little bit early in the morning, Noreen, to talk about drinking beer, but our guests today have made their beer a toast to sustainability, which brings them onto our Trash Talk show. When Anushka Purohit and Naman Takriwal were still students at HKUST, they kickstarted an initiative called Breer which uses bread waste in Hong Kong to brew premium quality craft beer. Welcome to the show, Anushka and Naman. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having us, Marcy. It's a pleasure being here. All right. Well, let's just start, Anushka, with the story of Breer and why you guys started it as students at HKUST, which is pretty cool. Definitely. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. You summarize it pretty well. Essentially, what Breer is, is we collect bread that would otherwise go to waste from bakeries and restaurants here in Hong Kong and use it to brew local craft beer. But why we started it in university is actually because we didn't expect that it would become as big as it is today, uh, which goes back to your point earlier before you know we started recording. We were talking about how a lot of our life skills otherwise help us in Breer. And I think that's just an, a happy coincidence that that happened. But essentially, we wanted to join a social innovation competition based out of university. So we went for the briefing, heard that essentially you pick any social solution or problem and you try to come up with a unique idea and you pitch it. And if it's interesting enough, you win 10,000 Hong Kong dollars. And ideally, you use that money to actually try to make it happen or you split it two ways or four ways or however many team members you have ways and then, you know, call it a day. And so we were very clear that we wanted to solve the massive food waste problem in Hong Kong. Didn't really know how we wanted to do that. But one chance night of drinking after the end of exams. <laughs> at of course, it was over beer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, us to realize that beer and bread are actually made of the same constituent elements. So they both have barley, which meant you can technically collect all of the surplus food in Hong Kong, of which 50% is just bread, and use that to brew this beer beverage that lots of people unanimously around the globe, and especially in Hong Kong, enjoy consuming. And so we used the $10,000 that we got towards that, brewed a few batches of our very own not-so-tasty beer, but actually realized that bread does turn into beer and then just kept going from there. And now we have beer that I can definitely say tastes much better than our first few batches. <laughs> because you guys aren't brewing it anymore. Is that why? <laughs> uh, well, well we, we still have a part to play, but we learned. <laughs> we learned yeah, how to brew exactly. online. Yeah. Oh, super cool. Well, then, um, Naman, tell me about that process of why is it that beer works with bread scraps and is it is it white milk bread only by the way mm -hmm. no yeah i mean that was the question which we had to answer as well you know three years back when anushka said that you know on that night of drinking we just had the eureka moment of the idea that hey let's make beer with bread 
and how does it work is actually it has um, its ties with history because if you look at egyptian old alcohol recipes and even some chinese you know traditional alcohol recipes beer originally or alcohol in many ways originally was created from bread and other forms of you know like barley which were basically turning into bread with yeast so it had a lot to do with us understanding that this has been done before and then it was about the process of how we can go from there and figure out the recipe so how does it actually work is beer you know at the very grassroots levels has like four main ingredients it has water obviously and then it has barley it has hops and it has yeast and what the bread does is that we don't use the bread for any specific flavor the bread is basically acting as a functional replacement to the barley which goes in the beer making process so what we do is that we take the barley out of the recipe and we just replace it with bread like we're not doing any you know like a rocket science or anything like that it's very simple classroom elementary science which we're doing but we thought it was that simple until we actually get you know got to doing it because anushka's an engineering major i'm a business major so we had no idea about how chemistry is working <laughs> and you know like things were going left right and center like honest <laughs> confession we we blew up our kitchens as well but then we eventually got to realize that you know there's a lot of chemistry and work and we uh, as anushka said you know we actually learned brewing through youtube because during pandemic but we learned brewing and we understood how to make our recipes and now we're able to curate recipes of making beer using bread but to your second question about can we only use white bread initially we actually started with using all these different sort of exotic breads like we made something with sardo we made something with dark rye but white bread is the most simple bread to use because it doesn't have its own constituent flavor and right. that's why we started off with white bread but now because we have the expertise and as you said that we have people who can help us so we have like brewing consultants and food scientists who we can consult with so now we've actually become very experimental like we recently did our signature beer which is a pineapple bun ipa which doesn't use white bread but local hong kong favorites which is pineapple buns Oh, yeah, many other. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I mean, it had to, right? It had to be. We're in Hong Kong, so we have to do something with Hong Kong's most loved bread. So we used that, and now you know the future is just um, crazy for us because there's no boundaries. You know, like we're two young, you know, like people who just want to be very experimental with our beers. So in the next few months, we're going to be seeing way, way more, you know, way, way more crazier flavors from our end as well. But to you answer simply that now we know that we just cannot like we can use white bread but we can use any other different sort of a bread until unless it has like a very wet condiment on it something like a mayonnaise or something like that then we can't use it but otherwise each and every bread is open to use oh that's really fun and so you guys partnered with maxims right i'm trying to get a sense for where you produce your stuff and and is is Maxine's helping you produce it or are you guys like renting beer space on your own and spending your friday nights brewing or 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, not Friday nights. It's usually different days of the week. Friday nights are usually for bread collection. But yes, we work with a lot of the bakeries and restaurants around the city to collect our bread. And Maxim's is one great example. They are the city's oldest and largest bread manufacturer. So they are the most excellent partner you can think of for something right. like this. But actually, more than that, they have a second caveat to their business, which is that they also own a lot of the restaurants and bars in exactly. Hong Kong. Yeah. So what that meant is when we do a collaboration with them, we're not just collecting raw materials from them. We're actually also using their raw materials to co-create beers that we can then sell in their outlets for their customers. So it was really almost like a win-win situation for both ends. And that beer line is called B.O.B. Bottle of Bread. And it actually has its own two different flavors. So one is the white bread pale ale, which um, Naman mentioned earlier is one of our core range beers as well. But the other one is a pretty new one that we just launched. It's a coffee stout and it's made with obviously surplus white bread, but it actually also has coffee grounds that are collected after a cup of coffee is brewed. So That's here great. in Hong Kong, everyone knows when you get your cuppa, no one thinks about those grounds that are dumped straight into the rubbish bin after the brew. Uh, but we collected those from Maxim's ca cafes and coffee shops and then use that to flavor this beer. So plenty of potential and it all comes through working with a lot of our local businesses like the bakeries and the restaurants. Yeah, that's really great. And it's, it, 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 as you say, it's great having such a big company that has lots of different options for you to expand. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, you, you do have to, we mentioned on Friday nights, you go and get beer, but you, you have to uh, tell me about your Breer runners. At, you were using local <laughs> high school students. I love that name. Your Breer runners of local high school students. <laughs> yeah. So local high school students and university students. And actually, it was it, it was inspired by an organization in Hong Kong called Feeding Hong Kong. So I myself have been a bread runner for them. And what they do is they get you to go out to these bakeries, collect the bread that they weren't able to sell, and then drop it off at one of their local warehouses, where the next day they help redistribute it to the needy and the underprivileged. But one of the things that I noticed there is that they don't actually end up collecting all of the bread that goes to surplus. One, the Hong Kong government has pretty strict mandates on what kind of food is available or eligible for redistribution. And two, in Hong Kong, everyone knows space is a huge commodity that not everybody has access to, which means they're only able to collect as much bread as they can store overnight before distribution. So that meant that over 70% of bread that was otherwise potentially saved through their service couldn't be saved because it was either not available for redistribution or they just didn't have the space to store it overnight. And so that's where we kind of came in. And actually, to your point about production, we don't have our own brewery. So we also work with a lot of the local breweries in the city. So we're a very low asset model in that sense, where we work primarily with a lot of the local businesses here, support them with our sometimes borderline funky ideas and just try <laughs> to get this momentum creativity going. Oh, that's great. I'm sure it's tricky. Um, Naman, you also, I, I noticed on your website that you have this idea that you might also now take the spent grain from the brewing process and bring that back into baking bread. But I must say, it's hard to believe that that bread is going to be yummy. Won't it taste like beer? 
<laughs> no yeah no thank you so much for asking this because that is definitely you know the next uh, step of brier because with brier when we started we obviously wanted a proof of concept and what better proof of concept than beer but then ever since we have been working on beer and in this industry of upcycling we've actually come across so many different problems and so many different um, resources of food which are actually getting wasted on a day to day basis in hong kong Hong Kong and elsewhere in the world that we were like you know why can't we actually go a, a step further and start using so many of these different resources and as Anushka mentioned that you know the coffee beer using coffee grounds is one a great example around that so we wanted to make our supply chain waste free because we don't only want to you know promote sustainability and then actually commit the sins of sustainability in our supply chain we want to create a supply chain which is very transparent and And at the same time, you know, like waste-free. So we came up with this idea that how about we actually use spent grain into, you know, turning it back into bread, and it will be. Uh, like you know it will be actually one of the world's only closed circular economy loops where we can start with bread make beer from it have the brewer spent grain which is wasted and then use that to make bread again so we're very excited for it we've been working with like different food scientists to you know get the recipe in and um, like you know the the future as i said is limitless for us that we plan to actually commercialize that very soon once we're able to get the trials and testings done but yeah i mean with beer as i said that you know like beer was just our proof of concept and we're going to be innovating with our beers with different food materials as well as you wouldn't be surprised if we start selling our bread some day as well okay and the bread is not going to taste like beer right <laughs> no it's, it's not going to taste like beer and in fact like even today like there are companies which is using those spent grain to make like dog biscuits and things like that so there is already uh-huh. a purpose for it it's just that if you can you know like repurpose it in a better way so even currently at brier we actually donate all of our spent grains to a pig farm like we don't throw or dispose it we still find a purpose for it but how about we can make that purpose to be a commercialized purpose as well so that we can solve the problem of both profit and purpose. Yeah, I that's the hard part. And it's hard cuz Hong Kong's not an agrarian society anymore, right? So so everyone the I think the farms in Hong Kong are receive a lot of stuff. <laughs> and it's hard exactly. to find, right? It's hard to find a home for it. So well, this is really exciting you guys. I hope more HKUST and other university students can kick off such a great circular economy. ideas and keep going with the bread if there's anything that you could wish for anushka and naman on your next steps what what would you what would you like to see happen uh i mean there's a lot that i would like to see happen but i think the two things i'll call out is one that at least every person in hong kong regardless of whether or not they are a beer enthusiast has heard of the concept of beer because i'm a firm believer in the strength of word of mouth marketing i think that if someone hears about an interesting concept they will definitely spread that idea to at least two or three people in their immediate circle and that only has a domino effect it will only ever increase so my hope is that everyone's heard of it and then in turn backing off of that word of mouth uh, my second goal would be that we can see us taking this concept of bread to beer to different parts of the world so that other parts of the world recognize hong kong as 
an innovative society that also goes beyond AI, ML, and deep technology, which yeah. are things that we are known for now. Um, I want us to become that one bread beer company based in Hong Kong that has now moved on to different parts of the world and put Hong Kong on the beer map in a different, more sustainable way. So those are my two wants. <laughs> oh, that's great. How about you, Naman? I think echoing Anushka's thoughts, like I absolutely agree with what she said. My only, you know, like when my when I wish about, you know, what HKUST students and actually people in Hong Kong should be doing, it's just about, you know, like making that small difference in their own actions and not waiting for the big actions to happen. Like Hong Kong's already exhausted its landfill capacity and we're facing a waste management problem. And I think the onus is now on us to be able to solve those problems because like it's the corporates it's the startups which have to take up the idea of conscious capitalism because we've seen the effects of capitalism already and it is our generation and our generation's future at the line and that's why i think it is on the conscious of everyone to be making those small steps either by supporting companies like these or by starting companies like these but just going the way forward and actually walking the talk of sustainability which everyone's you know so popularizing like we should actually walk the talk and become sustainable as well in our own everyday actions as well that's the only thing i wish for personally ah oh, that's great that's do you hear that trash talk listeners so one step at a time and anushka and naman you guys are are role models for all of us in making it all happen so thank you so much for joining us today You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to you, Marcy Trent Long, for this week's Trash Talk. Who knew that bolo bao could turn into some yummy craft beer?